May I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amazement is an authentic response to divine mystery revealing itself in the universe. When we're amazed, we feel simultaneously uplifted and humbled. There's that powerful stirring within pointing us toward a vaster reality in which we play a small yet meaningful part. All too often, though, our natural amazement dissipates rather quickly. We can find ourselves feeling a bit like that legendary wily coyote of Looney Tunes cartoon fame, suspended midair for a split second before crashing down to earth. Our limited understanding, our undeniable sinfulness, these impede our being able to catch sight of where God is at work most of the time. Yet, every once in a while, the veil that separates us from the incomprehensible divine mystery becomes so thin we catch glimpses of the holy. When these inbreakings happen, we indeed fall silent, amazed. Today's story from Luke reveals a hometown community spellbound in just this way at Jesus' proclamation of good news. He's confirming the long-awaited promise God spoke through the prophet Isaiah is being fulfilled among them. But the crowd's amazement quickly yields to fear, frustration, and even violence as their projections and prejudices come to light. Jesus comes to illuminate grace's healing work and to transform our misunderstanding of love's promise. Yes, Jesus is the skilled physician of our souls, showing that mysterious power that works on us through stories. Because as the poet reminds us, we are meaning-making, story-seeking people. And these stories that Jesus summons from the Hebrew scriptures, the one about Elijah and the widow of Zarephath, and the other about Elisha and Naaman the Syrian, these stories lift up truth that neither the crowd nor we see in our human blindness. Psychologist Peter Levine points out the problem. Disconnection from our felt sense of belonging leaves our rational minds to create fantasies based on disconnection rather than connection. And what is sacred story other than God's gracious medicine, healing our vision, if only for a moment, so that we can perceive love exhausting itself to redeem this, the human family? God indeed provides for the most vulnerable and impoverished to demonstrate how wholly interconnected and interdependent we are. But like the crowd, we worry that God's grace will pass us by. And thus, we need the healing medicine of profligate hospitality demonstrated by the lonely widow who shares her last supper 
with a starving Elijah who shows up on her doorstep. Yes, her audacious faith turns that morsel of a meal, the final mercy she intended as nourishment for her son and herself. No, it turns it to stretch beyond our imagination, sustaining not only them but their prophetic visitor for weeks and months until the famine is over. What an incredible sign of God's amazing grace. Similarly inexplicable, Naaman's healing from leprosy shows God transforming a body, mind, and spirit, suffering in ways no earthly power or privilege can prevent or redeem. Naaman is saved when at last he listens to a young servant girl's stories of Elisha's miracles in Israel. Naaman gets his instructions secondhand. Elisha doesn't even grant him a personal audience, never mind his social standing. And Naaman's pride nearly prompts him to march right past the muddy Jordan on his way back home to pristiner waters in Syria. But somehow, God changes Naaman's mind. And humbled Naaman discovers his leprous skin made whole once again. For the isolated, unseen, and stigmatized parts of all of us, Naaman is an uplifting symbol of grace's healing power. Yes, God's love is always weaving the outcast and untouchable back into the fabric of beloved community. And God's redemption of the world always upends our expectation, revealing to nations and peoples, one miracle at a time, a love so mind-bending we cannot even comprehend its movements, let alone welcome with wonder and delight the ways that it embraces one and all. Yes, even when we are graced by astonishment at God's in breaking into our lives, that awe and wonder easily derails and short circuits. Surprise yields far too often to frustration, fear, and anger. We're not so unlike that community in Nazareth, stirred by Jesus' prophetic witness. And I wonder, what could happen if we could stay with the surprise just a little bit longer? Tanya Luna and Leanne Renninger, surpriseologists as they call themselves, find immense value in doing explicitly that. They guide teams of leaders all around the country on vision, strategy, and organizational design in their mission as co-CEOs of Life Labs Learning. Their research and sharing elucidates epiphanies that arise from the power of surprise in our lives a tool that I think is particularly pertinent in these pandemic times. Turns out Tanya Luna arrived in the United States at the age of six when her Ukrainian family came to this country seeking asylum after the nuclear disaster at Chernobyl. Tanya's experience of deliverance to a new life and also to the poverty and homelessness they first faced in America awakened her to God's transformational love at work through surprise. She tells a story of an unexpected knock on the door of their apartment in Brooklyn, 
where her family resided after they were finally able to move out of the homeless shelter. A delivery man stood before them, handing her and her older sister a pizza box, which they proceeded to open. Curious, delighted, they devoured their very first pie, slice by delicious slice. The man still waiting at the door, but the girls unable to understand his English, asking for payment. Their mother soon came to see what was going on, and she was mortified. She didn't have money to pay for this pizza. She was the one who walked 50 blocks each way to work every day, just to save money on bus fare. Eventually, the downstairs neighbor turned up, her face blanching red when she seized the situation. Immigrant kids, their hands all over her pizza. Thankfully, this incident didn't sour Tanya's taste or gratitude for the surprising ways that God is at work in our world. Science reveals that our experiences of amazement go working in mysterious ways through those dopamine pathways in our brains, focusing our attention and catalyzing fresh perspectives. If you want to know more about it, Muna's written a whole book on surprise with co-author Renninger, and they describe the various stages and nuances of our human surprise sequence. As with any process, of course, we can always get stuck, but Tanya suggests that there are many ways that we can play with the power of surprise, interrupting our established patterns that shake us out of those habits of resistance rather than surrender to life on its terms, stretching our wonder so that our awareness can linger in the awe rather than move so quickly to frustration that inevitably unfolds as we try to grasp and control the circumstances. Even creating spaces where anything can happen invites our attachments to be held a little less tightly freeing us for things that we do not yet know are possible and even cannot dare imagine, postures of receptivity to grace. Which returns us to Jesus' Nazareth encounter where unexpected medicine is offered to a community through surprising stories of power to heal. All of us hunger for transformation, even when God's befuddling grace catches us up short, daring us to be amazed by things as simple as even an unexpected pizza box delivery. Patrick Otuma reminds us of this mysterious medicine that Jesus knows how to wield with loving skill, because stories have the power to face us with ourselves. Stories contain our projections, our prejudices, and if we're lucky, we hear the story enough times that some of those projections and prejudices are coaxed into a new imagination. In closing this morning, I want to describe for you a favorite art print that hangs on the wall of my bedroom because it's something that invites my imagination to glimpse this greater story of redemption in which we find ourselves waking each and every day. This portion is a small piece of Gustav Klimt's work entitled Death and Life. 
And it's the part of the painting that reminds me of a patchwork quilt in which human beings, men, women, babies, lie huddled together, holding on to one another. Every time I glimpse it, the piece brings me back to the mystery into which love is knitting us all together, a sacred whole that welcomes us all, humbled and uplifted, healed and redeemed, no matter how often our broken hearts fail to comprehend God's mysterious ways. Thanks be to God for such amazing grace.